0: Welcome to Two Crones and a Microphone. I am Linda. And I am Betty. We are cultural midwives and a force for change using applied practical spirituality. We've been friends and colleagues for over 35 years. We will talk about wisdom practices we use in daily life. This is our third podcast The topic is protection from outside influences, those things that might derail you from your chosen path. This is a continuation of our second podcast on clearing. It extends to you, your family, and your environment. So what are protection techniques? Why do they matter? How do we clear? We're going to share practices and processes you can use in daily life at home, at work,
1: and in play. So how do we do this in a practical manner? Some of the things that I have used are holy water and blessed salt. Now, the blessed salt I had gotten when we traveled to Italy, Um, it was at St. Anthony's Basilica, if I remember correctly. It was quite a while ago. And what I've done is I keep adding to the salt so that it it stays fresh and it picks up the blessing from the original salt. Although I have to say, strangely enough, the original salt, I still have quite a bit of, it really doesn't seem to go down too much. One of the things that I do with the salt is I place it around the room in the little corners um, this is one of the things I did at the hospital frequently. If we had a death or a person who was really sick, or perhaps there was an incident in the room with the family and the patient, for many reasons, just to clear the energy. Mm-hmm. And as good as housekeeping is, they never seem to get those little teeny weeny grains of salt that are in the corner. So, <laughs> So it's a good thing. It keeps letting off those wonderful vibrations to keep the room nice and clear. The other thing that I would use, of course, and I worked in a Catholic hospital, so this was pretty easy. I used holy water and I would always... Put some holy water on the bed, put some holy waters around around the um the room. And frequently I would use it around the desk that we all gathered at to do our paperwork or uh-huh. work on the computer, whatever we had to, because it kept the rest of us grounded also. And you know, there's so much that goes on in a hospital. It's it's that's a whole podcast in itself. I bet. Hmm. But this really seemed to clear the energy for us. And I I highly recommend if you don't have any, you can prepare some for yourself. And I'm going to le- turn it over to Linda to explain to you how you can prepare your own water to become blessed. We can do that with water. Thanks, Betty.
0: And we can also do it with salt. And so we're going to go through a process. I'll describe it to you. And I want you to just come along with us here Bring your hands together, rub them together vigorously, just like you would if you were warming your hands next to a fire and then put your hands about a foot apart with your palms facing toward each other and then just begin after you rub your hands, to bring your hands in very, very slowly. And after a while, you're going to feel something that might feel buoyant or bouncy or a little electric or magnetic. There are a lot of different ways you can describe it. But basically, what you're feeling is you're feeling your own body's energy. Once you sensitize your hands, I'd like you to, uh, when you're ready, get a little container of water. And you're just going to put it in a bowl. It can be tap water. That's fine. You're going to hover your hands about an inch or two above the water surface and intend with your mind, with your sound. If you want to make a sound, you can. Uh, You can say words. This water is blessed. This water is filled with love. This water is is blessed for healing and for resolution. There's so many ways that you could think of or work with this. After about a minute of just doing that intentional blessing, the way I was taught to do this is I would circle my hands three times clockwise or sunwise over the water and then separate my hands out. Now, this can be used for water, which does, we're going to do a whole other podcast on water and salt and crystals and blessing them. That'll be much more in depth, but this is your quick and easy method for how to bless water. And then you'll want to take that water and put it in a special little container where you label it blessed water. Water has the ability to take a charge, to take the intention of whatever it is that we're doing, what we're thinking and hold it. And that's one of the ways that holy water ended up being such an important piece. You can also do this with salt. Salt is a crystal. Crystals may receive a charge as well. Same idea, sensitize your hands, find that sort of bouncy buoyant energy of your body, your intention, hold it over the salt until it feels, I'll say, filled up with whatever it is you're charging with. Circle three times and end. So that's an important process. We're going to go through this again at the end of this podcast, because we're going to talk about how to bless your food.
1: Yeah, that's a it's a really important technique to learn. Uh, We will revisit it a couple of times over the year. You'll be surprised at how many things you can do by sensitizing your hands and directing the energy. That's for later. So (laughs) here we have our blessed salt. We know what to do with the holy water. You kind of sprinkle that around. But the blessed salt, again, you can put it in the corners of the room. And some people do put salt on the doorstep to keep adverse influences away, including ants. <laughs> so you put some less salt on your doorstep and hopefully the ants will not cross that threshold and come visit you.
0: I have to tell you, every spring I get an incursion of ants in my house, and that's what I use. I use salt. Me too. <laughs> I do. I do also. Yeah, every spring they're up and at them. They're like, okay, time to go invade her house, and I put the salt out. Yeah,
1: they're tanking up mm-hmm. for the winter. So you may also choose to spring uh, to spring to sprinkle a ring of salt lightly around your house, uh, the outside of your house or your home. And then,
0: how about people who live in an apartment or a room, Betty? What do you suggest there?
1: I would put the salt in the four corners Mhm yeah, and. Too. Don't forget you still have a threshold. You yeah. have an apartment door that's right so you just and you know what? You don't have to load it up. A few grains of salt will will work just as well, unless of course you're trying to keep the ants out. in which case you're gonna put a nice line of salt across there exactly, yeah,
0: all right, good and um. You know, you have a, a wonderful story about um, a practice that you used in a ho- in a hospital setting, and I wonder
1: um, if you would tell that story. The angel were whispering to each other. The yes. angel, <laughs> this is this is a great story, and it's true. I we had a really awful. Remember, I don't know if I've shared with you. I was working in the critical care units for about 20 years. I was at the the birth of critical care uh, with nursing. Hmm. So we had a really bad couple of days. We had a string of deaths. Uh, I worked in New York City and you have people come in who are from different traditions. They handle things differently. Like some people, when you brought them in, because you never could tell them on the phone that their loved one had died. That was not acceptable. Mm -hmm. You just Mm -hmm. told them they had to come in. Mm. They would come in, the doctor would go to them and the doctor would say, I'm really sorry, we did everything we could. But your loved one has died and boom, they would disappear. The doctor just gone. Right. So who Mm. had to handle all the grief stricken relatives, Mm. the nurse. (laughs) So here we were Mm. trying to handle these poor people. And as I said, it was New York City. So you would have some people very starkly would say, well, thank you very much. You know, uh, you know, after you explain what happened, because they always ask that, well, what happened? You know, well, uh, sure. Um, and then you would have people who would yell and scream Mm -hmm. and like really fly off. Mm -hmm. You would have people that would start like a keening almost, you know, Mm. where they would be crying and, you know, moaning and Mm -hmm. again, all different traditions, all different traditions. Mm -hmm. So we were pretty well fried. And I went to bed that night and I said, You know, look, <laughs> talking to the divine, my night prayers. I'm like, You got to help us with this because everybody's frazzled. This has been really bad and we need help. So just before I woke up, I had this vision in the morning. And what I saw was a huge angel with big wings, tall, mm. must have been like seven feet tall, right? Mm holding a silver bowl Ah. and the instructions I received were to have the angel stand in front of us. So whoever was dealing with the family would place that angel in front of us Mm. and allow the angel to collect all of the grief, the anguish, the surprise um, into that bowl, because what was happening was, remember we talked about the energy field in the last podcast? Yeah, that energy field extends out. so when these the people are really upset, their emotion is so strong, it's coming off of them, penetrating your energy field, and then then it's in you. you're feeling it like really um very strongly.
0: Yeah, and I'm imagining many nurses are very
1: empathic, as we would say. Yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. Yeah. And let me tell you, if it was a patient that we really, you know, you, you do develop relationships with your patients. Sure. And every so often there would be a patient that really it was devastating to lose this person. Absolutely yeah. devastating. Yeah. But to get back to the families, um, they would we they Nurses would have the angel standing in front of them, holding the bowl and listening to the family, you know, trying to deal with everything that was going on, trying to help them explain to them what they should be doing next, what mm-hmm. we needed from them, because part of the reason why they're there is so they can give us instructions on, you know, what they want done. Exactly. Um, and if, you know, whether or not there'd be an autopsy involved, sometimes that was a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh Organ donation, that was another mm. wonderful conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, necessary, and we did save a lot of lives, but very difficult. Yeah. So the presence of this angel would really help us stay centered, grounded, and be able to hold our space while we were dealing with these grave stricken people.
0: And that's one of the most profound services you can offer. As far as I'm concerned, I remember how shocked I was when my mom died suddenly, and I was there to witness it. And uh, besides the overwhelming emotion, there were all these questions. Well, what next? What what process do we need to follow? And how many choices do we need to make? It turned out quite a few. So there was really quite a profound service you were offering to be able to counsel them in that way.
1: So when you're done, speaking to them mm-hmm. to the family, then the angel, you know, the, the angel knows, releases the angels release, takes the bowl, and whatever all those emotions are, will take it with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's transmuted mm-hmm. at that point. Um and it's away from you, which is really the most important point. So that you're not totally um <laughs> as we would say for clumped. You know, <laughs> you just don't know which way to turn sometimes. And sure. depending on the the reactions of the people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, yeah, it was very it was very difficult. I also learned to use this technique if there was someone that I was dealing with who was very angry or upset about something, mm-hmm. you know, being in a um command or a charge position, you have all these things that you have to deal with. And Mm -hmm. people sometimes get very emotional about their needs and what they need done Mm -hmm. and how they think it should be done as opposed to how it's being done. Mm -hmm. And so placing the angel in front of you helps you not buy into that Rack a roo that's going on with that person? Mm-hmm. You know that that where your head is going: ding, da da, ding, da da, ding, da da, ding. Um, <laughs> and so that you can think clearly, because really, that's what you need in that kind of situation. You need to think clearly. You can't do it if all this emotion is being thrown at you, and you're taking it all in. Exactly. So that angel is absolutely uh, invaluable. And it has worked, absolutely worked. And, you know, someone once said to me, well, you work a lot with angels. And yes, I am a Christian. I'm not gonna say that I'm not, but angels are really in every spirituality. You don't have to be a Christian to believe in angels. Absolutely not. And that's another podcast for sure. It absolutely is.
0: Because many different traditions have spirit guides and various other, those from the other sides, those from other realms that can help us and help us transmute and work with various energies for the good of all.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for me, the angel really worked well, because not only was a nice tall angel, and I'm, I'm only about five feet. So for me, I was <laughs> covered totally, but had a big wingspan. And remember, mm. your energy field goes out. So that big wingspan helped. hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep the energy going into the bowl where it needed to be, all those emotions, yeah. and not in me or my staff.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. I know that that was a really important uh, message that you were able to then apply all the time, and I think that in those kinds of situations, it's it's especially helpful because it doesn't help you or the the client or patient if. All of a sudden, you catch the upset too. It's not going to help anybody.
1: Uh-uh. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well,
0: I want to share a different piece, which is I, um, I want to share that you can also use a bowl of salt water, regular salt water. Use, you know, um, I often use kosher salt or I use sea salt because I want to get the most natural form of salt I can. I'll put it in a little bowl of water. And if I'm doing any type of clearing in a room, or if I'm doing a one-on-one with a client, I will use that salt water as a focus place to be able to put the stuck energy. So I'll I'll use that to actually direct any stuck energy into that bowl of water. And then once the clearing or the session is done, I'll respectfully return that water to the earth. And again, it's not heavy salt water. You can put just a few grains in there in order to make that um, a helpful technique so I this might be helpful to folks, too.
1: Absolutely. Um, I did get the question once about this, like, well, I work in a high rise. Can I put the water down the sink? Ah, uh-huh. and what did you say? No. not a good idea really should be returned to the earth it should be returned to the earth so if you have to put it in a little jar um take it home with you you don't need a lot of water really Uh -uh. take it home with you and then when you get home you know just put it by a plant or put it by one of the few trees we have in New York, but they do have planters out there and and place it in there. So it's, it's in earth. It really should be in there.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the final thing we are going to talk about today is blessing our food and water, because that's one way to raise your own vibration. And, you know, Betty, we were talking before we got, um, started this podcast, you mentioned that in your house growing up, you did do blessing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we always had grace before meals, what mm. we called grace. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I realized that what we were doing is we were really blessing our food.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. So
1: I still use that practice today, though. I don't, I never strayed away from it because it was a way for me to give thanks for the abundance that I had that I could sit and have a plate of food in front of me. Many people can't.
0: Exactly. I see it as a gratitude practice and it's intentional gratitude because one thing that I do is that as I bless my food, I also will give thanks for the people that grew the food, that prepared the food. I give thanks for any lives that were shared to make the food. And I ultimately give thanks to the earth for the bounty that we're able to harvest from her.
1: Absolutely. And by taking your hands and placing them over the food, all right, because you're going to use that technique where you rub your hands together Mm -hmm. and, you know, place it over your food. (laughs) It's funny, if I'm in a restaurant doing this, invariably someone will say, oh, are your hands cold? Are you warming them up? (laughs) And sometimes I say yes, Mm -hmm. just because it's easier. Uh Um, And then sometimes I explain the practice also. No, just blessing my food to say thank you for it. Mm -hmm. And the important part of doing that is if you're eating out, if you're at a restaurant or someone else has prepared your food, you really don't know where their head has been. While they're preparing it, if they've had a fight with their significant other or they're in a really bad mood about something, you know, energy has intent too. Mm -hmm. so you don't want that in your food. You want to clear all of that out, Mm -hmm. make it nice, uh, make it so that it's nourishing to you. It's, It's funny talking about this and I can actually feel the energy in my hands. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. because I've done it for so many years. It's like my hands are getting ready to yeah. bless something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But I really find that it's an important practice. And I think it helps keep you possibly from getting sick sometimes, you know. I mean, sometimes you don't feel so well after a meal. Who mm. knows? Was that an energetic transfer? Or was it something? Was the food off a little bit?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I use this practice every day, at least three times a day. And it's a way for me to stay connected to my food, but it's also a way for me to give thanks. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, just that simple practice, whether you call it blessing or grace or prayer or gratitude is enough to keep me a little more grounded, um, a little more in a receptive state for what I want to receive on a daily basis, because I'm then connected. I'm not automatically turned off shoveling food in my mouth I've, I've actually had a connection with it and that's part of what you'll see and you'll hear and that you will experience as we start to tell you some practices, share things and tell stories you'll find that part of what we do is we're in, we're inviting you to make a connection. make a connection with the earth, make it a connection with everything on it.
1: And your higher power, exactly. You know, there's there's always that um, thing that you you to get through the day. Many times, you need that connection. Yeah, you know, life so is not easy, and having that connection, I have found, has helped me tremendously. Even when I didn't feel it, sometimes I didn't feel it, mm-hmm. but I would still go through the motions of all these little practices, mm-hmm. and it would help center, ground me, and bring me back to who I truly am.
0: Yeah, thank you. Exactly right. Um, Then one other thing, you know, if you're in an office, what would you do there?
1: If I had a cubicle, I would make sure I'd sprinkle my little holy water around. Mm -hmm. I um, definitely use the blessed salt. If you're in a huge office, it would be really tough, I think, to put the Mm -hmm. salt around in in the corners. Um, It could be done, you know. You have to kind of use practical spirituality here Mm -hmm. and put on your thinking cap and try and figure out a way to handle all these things. Definitely put a small container of water on your desk if you're working at a computer which, you know, God forbid the water spills over and shorts out your computer then you have a problem, right? Mm -hmm. So I would put a little cover on the water so that that wouldn't happen. If you are in a place where you can't use smudge and we talked about this Mm -hmm. on the last podcast Mm -hmm. definitely use your spray
0: yeah you can use a spritzer
1: absolutely and remember you can spritz yourself well
0: that's exactly right one of my favorites is lavender for using Mm -hmm. in the in the office setting because for most people if you're especially if you're using good quality essential oil lavender. For most people, that's a very inviting scent and it's very clearing. Well, this has been really great. So we've gone over protection techniques using water and salt. We've gone over sensitizing your hands so you can actually charge for yourself salt and water. We've talked about many uses that you can use the salt for. We've shared a couple of stories about how we might use those practices. Betty had the wonderful story that she shared about using the angel with the bowl. And we've talked about blessing our food and water. Uh, I think that we've covered a lot of ground here. So what did two wise crones say? Two wise crones say, here's your wisdom practice. Put it into action. Use what well, we just shared with you to bless your own food and beverage daily and let us know how that works out for you. You can join our Facebook page, Two Crohn's in a Microphone, or on Instagram or
1: Twitter and leave a comment. And we will do our best to respond to you so that <laughs> uh, you'll know that you're being heard. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, that's a good place to post it. We'll ask you to please share those sites with your friends so that they will know that uh, there is a podcast out there. And if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget, we are here to help you navigate the muddy waters of our time. Hear, hear. Our next podcast, it'll be on something we all need, sleep and
0: rest. Until the next time, be well.